You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. A little pause there for effect. He is Daniel. I am Clint. Welcome to Locked On Bulldogs here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, and this week we do mean that. Last week, like we said, we went into a little bit of, uh, well, personal needs happen, guys. A little, little yes. mental health day every now and then for some things around the house. You need to get done. But we're back every day this week. Uh, we've we're given back. you the exciting spring storylines because practice is still going. Hold on. Wait. Uh, if somebody asks you the question, is Georgia football back? What's your answer, Daniel? It never left. There the it is. That there you it give. is. Because is there off-season, this mythical unicorn-type thing out there? No, there's no off-season. No, we don't believe in the off-season. There's the grind, and we are in the midst of it. But spring football practice is back. We gave you offense and defensive storylines from that. We're not going to jump in to all-decades team and go back to our bracket of the all-time greats from UGA. Many of us may not know some things that we're going to find out today, Daniel. You don't know what you don't know. Until it's you know a learning, it. It's a learning experience for all of us. That's well said, Clint. I don't even know what you said, but I assume that it was I don't well think, said. It I don't wet. think you know half our relationship is us looking at each other with a dumbfounded face, wondering that's truly what the other person said, and just moving on like we understand it. That's correct. Um, uh, so, as you so eloquently said, it's the 1970s team. Um, many of y'all weren't alive. For no. any of these players' careers, um, if you full were disclosure, alive, we were not. Maybe you were very young. Maybe you do not remember. Some of you remember them vividly, and you think you're better than everybody else. That's <laughs> fine. You probably are better than everybody else. But here's the bottom line: at the end of the day, uh, Georgia had some great players in the 1970s. <clears throat> remember, this all-decade team goes from 1971 to 1980. So we're going to get into it. Today, before we do that, we're not gurus or insiders. We are no. Georgia fans. You're a Georgia fan. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show. We are here five days a week, as Clint said. And hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Send us an email, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. We love that you guys are here. We, we are grateful for you listening. Thanks for putting up with our nonsense and having a good time with us. Um, some of these names are going to be very familiar to you. Some of them are not. Um, I'm going to, in segment one, let's just, I'm going to list off all the names on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. And then we will come back and break some down. You know, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So, all decade team from 1971 to 1980. The cutoff year was 1980. Anything significant happened that year for the University of Georgia player? Interesting. Interesting. Ask, ask a Florida fan if you're not sure what happened in 1980 for the University of Georgia. They would love to tell you about it because no one likes talking about Georgia's national championships more than Florida fans for whatever reason. The quarterback of this team, speaking of 1980 – is none other than Buck Ballou. There were a few different options that we could have gone with, Clint, but we went with Buck Ballou. Everybody likes a winner. Is he the most talented quarterback ever to play Georgia football? No, he's not, but he is a winner, and uh, that's good enough for us. At running back, well, we said it included 1980. I'm sorry. Again, did you hear that? 1980, 
was was the best football player to ever lace them up playing at that time at any level at any point in history correct the the Hers- the great Herschel Walker is the starting running back of this team uh as he is the starting running back of the 81 to 90 team and so uh both those teams get the benefit of Herschel joining him in the backfield is Willie McClendon Oh. Not only is he a great running back in for the University of Georgia, but he is also the father of damn good dog Brian McClendon. And so gets as much credit for what he did on the field as for what he did off the field. But um, in creating Brian McClendon, kudos to I can't, you, Willie I can't McClendon. stop him with the dad jokes, guys. Lindsey Scott comes in as one of the wide receivers uh, alongside Richard Appleby. Not only a great receiver... Uh, and fourth-round draft pick in the NFL, um, uh, completed one of the more memorable passes in Georgia football history uh, in the Florida game, I believe, in 1975, but also an instrumental figure in Georgia football history. If you don't know about Richard Appleby and his story and what he did uh, in the SEC and playing football at Georgia, go back and it's um, important. Read about it. You should you should know it because it's important stuff. Uh, on the offensive line, we've got Big Nat Hudson, Steve Wilson, uh, M Dubs. Hold up, are wait, you, hold on. Are you, are you listening? Intern, turn. Okay, you know turn what? You can set down the coffee for a second. Put turn it up. Uh, Mike Moon Pie Wilson there on it is. this offensive line. Uh, Georgia veteran, uh, longtime Georgia veteran and um, legend in the oh, eyes of legend. one intern of this podcast, Roy Smith and Ray Donaldson uh, round out the offensive line. And I skipped one position. That is, I'm, I'm, we're going to call this position tight end slash offensive line slash anything else on the field that he wants to play. It's like a little H back with a asterisk. You put him anywhere. It literally doesn't put him at defensive tackle. I don't care. Sure. Put him at defensive back. Sure. I don't oh. care. Oh, no. We'll get into more of it later, but his name is Vernon Catfish Smith. And if you don't know about Vernon Catfish Smith, we're going to tell you all about him in the, the second you know. segment in the second segment of this podcast. By the way, the all the 70s team is the all name team. Right, look, so just be, guys, let's just let's just get this straight. We got an apple in here. Uh-huh. Apple B. We, we, yeah. We we got a little catfish. We got, we got a, a catfish in here. We got a moon pie. We in got here. this. We got Buck Balut. Right. You got the, the Vietnamese lunch, dinner, and the dessert. Vietnamese goose egg that's uh-huh. out there. You got all the things going <laughs> the on here. Vietnamese. <laughs> oh gosh, I had already forgotten about that from two weeks ago when you <laughs> talked about it, and I and I want to believe in good faith the listeners had already forgotten about it too and yet here you are again bringing it up on the bench if you recall we give ourselves three bench spots gene washington another great georgia wide receiver backup wide receiver on this team and then did we mention herschel's on this team club yes sir so when i'm looking for backups and herschel's on the team uh-huh. maybe let's just collect all the offensive linemen we can get all of a, them. Is that an okay thing to do? All of them. Well, that's good because a bunch of really good offensive linemen played for Georgia in the 1970s. So I'm taking Joel Parrish and Craig Hertwig on this offensive line. Um, we might run a package where we throw seven offensive linemen out Tell there. us we won't. Along with Vernon Catfish-Smith, who played offensive line slash tight end in his Georgia career, 
act like we won't roll eight deep with the offensive line. No, and we don't just, care. And, and then just and again, Vietnamese goose egg giving a, giving a pitch <laughs> over to Herschel. And Herschel will tell you, he will point to you pre-snap where he is running. He does not care. That, that is correct. All right, that does it for the offense. We're going to get more into some of these players in a bit. Uh, but first, uh, we've mentioned it before on the podcast, but if ED is something that you're struggling with, then you might want to check out our friends over at bluechew.com. You can get a little blue pill that will help with all of your ED-related needs. Uh, but you can also go to bluechew.com and get the exact same medication in an uh, easy-to-handle, chewable form. From the privacy and comfort of your own home, you go to bluechew.com and you enter the promo code LOCKED. Subscriptions are only $5 a month. Um, that's that's just just the shipping charge. That's all you really have to pay for. When you enter the promo code locked, you are going to get a free month of subscriptions. A fr- that's a free month of little blue pills, chewable tablets for your ED uh, uh, needs. You're going to get it shipped straight to your door. Enter the promo code locked. It's five dollars a month. You pay shipping only when you enter the promo code locked. Your first month is free at bluechew.com. That's not the only thing that is chewable and delicious. Truth be told, I don't know if the blue chew tastes delicious. I, I, I assume. I don't know. Why would I, they why would they taste awful? I feel like question. the more we talk about this, the more of a situation we're going to get ourselves into. So maybe we'll just move on so to let, Bilt Bar So let's back this, this up and let's go to Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar that is on planet Earth. How do we, Daniel and I know? Because we've tasted a lot of them. Look, if this you're on one, the road... we've tasted. This one, definitively we know because we're late for work constantly. We have children. Mm-hmm. We, we don't get a chance to eat. We're shoving chicken nuggets into people's faces all the live long day. And Daniel and I are grabbing what anything gonna- we can Pour a bowl of cereal when I'm walking no. out the door? No, thank you. I don't got no time for that. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar that there is. It's keto-friendly. It's high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugar. They have amazing, tasty flavors. You go right now to BuiltBar.com. Put in the promo code LOCKEDON20. Get 20% off your order. That's right. 20% off your entire order. Mix and match a box. Choose one flavor that you really like. They're soft. They're chewy. They're delicious. BuiltBar.com. The tastiest protein bar there is. All right, Clint, we ran through the offense. Let's run through the defense quickly, and then we will get into some more in-depth about these players. Another holdover from the 80s team, we've got Jimmy Payne on the defensive line. All-time great player at the University of Georgia. Alongside him, defensive tackle Dan Spivey. If that name sounds familiar to you, you might not know. Bill Goldberg, not the only professional wrestler to be an All-American football player at the University of Georgia. Uh, Dangerous Dan Spivey, the left-hand man. Mm. Uh, Initially, uh, a a professional wrestler worked extensively in the WCW, WWF, and all Japan pro wrestling. I'm sorry. Dan Spivey. um, Okay. Tag team partners with Sid Vicious. Oh, in look. the skyscrapers. You remember Sid Vicious. Now. I remember Sid Vicious. Come on. That's right. Come the on. skyscrapers. Now, uh, his his initial, we should say this, his initial wrestling name was Starship Eagle. I'm not okay. sure 
We said this was the all-name team, but Dan Spivey, you may have taken it one step too far. the 70s were a wild time, y'all. Like, can you just imagine, those of us who were, that was just a wild time. His last wrestling persona was, listen, the Dan Spivey Wikipedia page is a lot of fun. It's a good time. (laughs) I highly recommend it. His last wrestling persona was Waylon Mercy. A character, quote, inspired by Robert De Niro's portrayal of Max Cady in the 1991 movie Cape Fear. (laughs) I would say you can't make this up, and yet that's exactly what they did. Dan Spivey did make this up. Daniel Eugene Spivey. Um, uh, University of Georgia defensive tackle. Listen, the intimidation factor alone is enough to want to put him on this team. We got Jimmy Cagle. Also on the defensive line, Chuck Hurd, Ben Zambiasi, one of okay. my favorite UJ okay. linebackers of all time, uh, Rick McBride and Mike Green uh, playing alongside him. You got Scott Warner making yep. an appearance on this team. Uh, Charlie's dad, as he's better known. Um, Still playing football for the 49ers. Jeff Pyburn. Uh, a defensive back. Maybe you've not heard of Jeff Pyburn. He had 18 career interceptions in his I'm Georgia sorry. career. I'm sorry. And, Tyson uh, Campbell, yeah, about to go get paid in the NFL, uh-huh. has a grand total of not 18. Not close to 18. Parlayed that into a fifth-round draft pick by the Buffalo Bills in 1980. Uh, Jeff Pyburn, a great Georgia. Uh, Phil Sullivan... Uh, another defensive back, and listen, times are tough. Look, look, we've we've and listed three names, Daniel. Those are defensive great defensive back. back. Okay, but those are but there's four defensive back positions, Daniel. There's okay. Thank you for updating us. I'm on just this, letting you know the status of football. We do need another defensive back. And listen, there are a lot of names from the '70s that are synonymous with Georgia football. Sure. Okay, many of them are great football players. This one is not a great football player, but we felt that it was warranted that he make his way onto the list. And so starting at strong safety, whoa, whoa, Mr. James Brown. No, there's not a football player named James Brown. This is James Brown, the singer. Um, Starting at free safety, he put out the famous 1975 single, Dooley's Junkyard Dogs. It's the mm. single greatest song mm. that's ever been written about the University of Georgia. Get onto the YouTube right now and okay. Google it. There are people listening to this podcast, Clint, who have never heard this song before. I, and it's – look, there's a lot of things from the 70s, 80s you should not ever touch. They were gross uh-huh. and disgusting. This is not one of those things. This is not one of them. Nothing James Brown has ever done is one of those things. But this is – if you've seen the pictures of James Brown in the University of Georgia paraphernalia, wearing the glasses with mm-hmm. the Georgia Letterman's jacket on, this is why. Because he put out a song called Dooley's Junkyard Dogs talking about the 1975 Irk Russell-led Junkyard Dog defense when Irk Russell put his name on the map and became Irk Russell. So – out of respect. Okay, really, really quick, really quick. You, you said he's starting at strong safety. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> so, give us some stats. Yeah, give us some stats give about some James stats Brown. James, really on old James. Old James Brown is big old five foot six inch starting strong safety. Now, I can't find anything about me. his – I can't say anything about his weight that's, that's not – look, I can't say he weighs a buck 30. I, I can't. 
We're not here to say or not say anything about the man's weight. There's but not- if I look at a 5'6 gentleman with his stature, 130 ain't far off. Okay? So we got 5'6, 130. By the way, really quick, Daniel. Okay. James Brown's height, this is not the first time this been this his height's been talked about. Um, in 2016, a man shot his friend because the two escalated a fight over the height of James Brown and how tall he was. Now, this is the kind of hard-hitting Georgia stories that you're going to get on this. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you two guesses as to which state this gentleman was in that shot his friend over James Brown's height. I don't need two guesses, Claps. This, no, no, is, a Florida, you, this is a Florida man story. It has okay. to be a Florida man story. Unfortunately, I wish it was. That's why I gave you two, because yes, this should be a Florida man. I'm going to give you a second guess as to the state in which this, he was, this happened in. Is Alabama? Alabama. Yeah, there you are. There you are. Okay. There, there it was. Um, listen, 5'6", uh, playing safety. All I'm here to say is Kirby Smart made it work. And the man, the man can't be that much taller than five six. <laughs> Mary Beth, I apologize. I did that not was, mean that. that was, Mary Beth, bad. that was a cheap shot. That was not. That was not called for uh, whatsoever. That's the defense. Um, uh, we're going to get back um, after this and break down a few of these names and give you some information. Listen, you've already gotten some information that you never thought you, got you needed a lot. to know. You got a lot, but trust me. Trust me, if you do not know the story of Vernon Catfish Smith, mm. please make your way back for this third segment because this is something that you need to know. How do you think he got that nickname Catfish, Clint? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right after this. But first, bet online, guys. It's tomorrow. Okay. The tournament starts tomorrow. Okay. It's the NCAA tournament, and it starts tomorrow. Go to, for the love of all that's holy and good, go to betonline.ag. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. That means you bet, deposit $100, you get 50 free dollars. You deposit $1,000, you get 500 free dollars. That's the way it works. You know my favorite thing to bet on in terms of the NCAA tournament, Clint? We haven't talked yes, about this yet, but this is the low-key spot where you make your money on the NCAA tournament. What you can do is they will divide the games into four-team pods. Mm-hmm. You know how the bracket works where you got four teams, and you pick the, the, the team out of those four that's going to come out of that pod. Basically, which of these four teams is going to make the Sweet 16? That's what you're betting on. This is a great way to make money betting on the NCAA tournament. You can pick some upsets, and it's right in that sweet spot where a lot of teams will win two games as an underdog in the NCAA tournament. It happens Lots. every year. There will be a double-digit seed in the Sweet 16. There will be a double-digit seed in the Sweet 16. happens every year. But after that, the double-digit seeds start losing. Not very many double-digit seeds make it to the Elite Eight and even fewer the Final Four and even fewer the championship games. Sometimes it happens, George Mason, etc., but not many do. So you bet on these Sweet 16 matchups and you can really make some money if you take a 12 seed, 13 seed to make a run and and um, cash in that way. Do that at betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts, and you enter the promo code locked on, you get a 50% bonus on your initial deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Vernon Catfish Smith. It's a name 
that elicits a lot of interest, his great playing career. But also, Daniel, you teased us. How did he get that nickname? Listen, we're going to open with this because it's not the most interesting thing about Vernon Catfish Smith. Let the record state this is this is less than interesting of other stats and things we'll come up with. Okay. Vernon Catfish Smith, born in Macon, Georgia, was given the name Catfish in high school, Clint. Do you want to hazard a guess as to how he got the nickname Catfish when he was in high school? Keep in mind that um, this was in the early 70s when he was in high school. So probably not related to pretending to be someone on the internet. He did not. No. No, he did not catfish It's not that kind of catfish. So how do you think he got the nickname Catfish? Uh, Was it trolling fishing with appendages from his hand and picking up catfish from said lake? Uh, you're close, and yet you're so far away. He <laughs> bit the head off a of catfish. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, he, okay. He, he bit the head off a of catfish, and this is how you know you love this guy. And he did it to win a 25-cent bet with his friend that he was fishing with. His friend bet him 25 cents sure. that he would not cold pull the fish out of the water uh-huh. and bite his head off. And And... And Vernon said, I'm sorry, what? You're going to give me free 25 cents? I'll do this all day. Listen, the fine folks over at at KISS, you know, Gene Simmons has been biting the say, heads uh-huh. off of, like Ozzy Osbourne has been biting the heads off of live animals on stage for the better part of his career. Uh, Vernon Catfish Smith bit the head off a of catfish. Now, Clint, he played at the University of Georgia. He played football at the University of Georgia and was a three-year letterman. He played basketball at the University of Georgia and was a three-year letterman. He played baseball at the University of Georgia. So let me get this straight. We're talking three sports now, Daniel, that this man at the University of Georgia played for for three years lettered in three different sports. Three different sports. He said, okay. Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, Suck. go away. You're not needed anymore. You, you did You did how many again? Oh, I'm sorry. I got I got multiples. I'm not finished, Clint. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> um, after he graduated, he was the head basketball coach at the University of Georgia for two years. He was the head baseball coach at the University of Georgia for three years. And he was an assistant football coach at South Carolina and Ole Miss um, for two years and two years, respectively. The man not only lettered in three sports in the SEC at the University of Georgia, but he coached three sports at the collegiate level, Clint, including coaching Georgia basketball and baseball in the same year for the University of Georgia, something that, to my knowledge, has never been done before. Uh, but Clint, that's not the claim. The claim to fame. Hold on, I'm of- sorry. Let me <laughs> hold. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Go ahead. The man. The man. We can bit ask off, The man bit off a live animal's head for 25 cents which by the way if you extrapolated that to today's term that's about 20 dollars okay just 20 bucks 
Okay. Wow, Clint over here doing the doing the complex math. Okay, twenty dollars. He bit off a, a, a live animal's head for his friend. Then he plays three sports at University of Georgia. Then he graduates and coaches those three said sports in totality. So not he could play it, he could coach it. After doing ludicrous things, so, this man's already my favorite. And what you're telling me is there's more. Well, what if I told you that <clears throat> he was an All-American in um... – hey. Yes, an All-American football player uh, and um, in a game against Yale, um, he scored 15 points in the game. Okay? Okay. He scored one touchdown. By falling on top of a blocked punt. So he scored a special teams touchdown. Okay, I see. He scored another touchdown by catching a pass. I'm and sorry, then hold he on kicked, And then he kicked an extra point. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and then he tackled a player in the end zone for a safety. So in one game, Clint, he had a special teams touchdown, a receiving touchdown, a kicked extra point, and a safety that he was responsible for, 15 total points in one game. Now, full disclosure, we should say this before the podcast is over. And if you didn't listen to the end of the podcast, uh, we're, we're going to get an email about this from somebody that didn't listen to the end of the podcast. Just so we're totally clear. Um, Vernon Catfish Smith did play football for the University of Georgia. In the 1930s, not the 1970s. <laughs> but he's just so dang cool that I had to put him on this team. So, so just be- before before you send the email, we're not going to make it all the way back to the 1930s. He said, and so, he said Yale, and I, my eyebrow raised. I said, hold up a second. Said, Wait a minute! What I've been Hold throwing on. things. I've been throwing little things into the water like this whole time, just like, just sort of like wondering if anybody was picking up what I was putting down. Um, Vernon Catfish Smith, all-time Georgia legend. We will not get to a 1930s all-decade team, but he needed to be mentioned, and so I thought, what better place to put him than here on the 1970s squad? Look, jokes, jokes on you, Daniel used. <laughs> Vernon Catfish Smith to catfish yeah. you. You just right got now. catfished. That's, That's, you just got catfished. Okay. That's what just happened. Holy jeez. Also, by the way, he bit off a catfish's head for $40, not $20 in today's oh, currency. See? Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. That was easily the weirdest episode of the podcast we've ever recorded. There are officially like six people that stayed till the end. And that I, – I did it for you. Just know that that payoff was for you. Um, I had listeners. nothing to do with this podcast. Just so you're – this was all Daniel. That's, that, is, that is correct. And I've never had more fun with a podcast. Hey, this has been Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. We will see you tomorrow. See ya.